0: Welcome back to Range Anxiety, it's time again for 30 years of automotive tuning experience in 30 minutes and with that romantic intro it's time to grab your loved one, hold them close, hold them tight and enjoy today's episode known as Hump Day, that's right I wasn't going to be too sensitive and too romantic for too long, this is about cars not about soft squishy shit, so let's have a bit of a chat about hump day. It's something that frustrates me and has frustrated me over many, many years. And it's not just the day, it's the people involved. That's right. Another cranky tirade from Martin. And I'm sitting up in the beautiful Adelaide Hills at the moment inside the Tesla Model 3 Performance. Thank you, Elon. It's nice and cool in here on a 37 degree or 100, I suppose it's pretty close to 100F for my American listeners, and I'm sitting in the Ashton Apple Farm cold store, just enjoying all of the noisy, slow shitboxes trying to drive past fast. Okay, so hump day, what is it? Cast your mind back. It's not Wednesday. No, Hump Days was, well, at one stage before I got older and more sensible, was almost my every bloody day, and it did my head in. Cast your mind back to an earlier epicast where I spoke of the Dino Wog. No, that's not me being racist in any way. This is what this guy called himself. And he sold, well, quite logically, actually, Dino Wog, sold Wog tunes, he used to call them, for turbo falcons and without knowing it he was the king of the hump day what is it well what he used to do when he sold these tunes is just command as much wastegate duty in the turbo falcon engine as he could early on and then because he well i'm not i'm not i'm not, not going to go into specifics but anyway what would occur is that you would end up with a boost curve that spiked hard down low three three and a half thousand revs and then fell off to nothing by about five and a half thousand so your beautiful falcon xr6 turbo barra barra the world engine actually behaved a little bit and had a torque curve a little bit like a diesel simply didn't rev or didn't make any power at rpm did everything down low and that was what a wog tune did and that's why And it wasn't just Dino Wog. I just remember that name because, you know, how cool. Uh, What are you doing today, mate? Oh, I'm going out to buy a Wog tune, bro. Yeah, whatever. Um, Plenty of people do this and plenty of people still tune like this to this day. I I was involved a little bit early on in my career in tuning some rally cars, um, some proper dirt rally cars for people. And,
1: you know, they all had
0: that. Horrible th- I don't even remember what size it is now. I don't really care. It's a 34 or 36 mil inlet restrictor in front of the turbocharger. And, yeah, it would make these cars respond like they had a Wog tune in them because it, the the choking down of the compressor inlet would cause this massive spike in boost. And, again, the engine couldn't carry uh, the airflow through to the higher RPM. All of which, you know, and I remember tuners and people back in the day, my car, you know, my my Rexicor or my Evo's got, you know, 600 newton metres at, at 3,000 RPM. Isn't that awesome? Well, not really when it's got about 100 newton metres at 6,000. But, you know, that was the job of the restrictor. There was, there was really no way of tuning those engines nicely to make the cars drive really well. So, yeah, that was, that was the nature of the beast, I suppose. With a car that doesn't have a whole shitload of restrictions hanging off it, you know, with a conventional road car where you're free to do what you want with inlets and exhausts and cam timing and everything else, there is no place for that diesel-style torque curve. And, in fact, not only does it make the car much more pleasant to drive when you remove that it also normally makes the car much much faster unbeknownst to some because you know i still have people come to me today with standard falcon turbos and many other types of turbo car and it's like well my mate had his tuned by xyz when he puts his foot down man it just lights up since you tuned mine i put my foot down and it sort of goes well yeah what do you want to do go fast or spin your wheels and look like a dickhead. Which one is it? If you want to come to me, be interested in going fast. If you want to light the tires up, you know, go get yourself a wog style tune. However, having said that, if you come to me and say, I just want wheel spin, you know, we'll tune the car that way. But it it comes at a cost. Not only does it make it ultimately slower, it's also, as I've covered before, a lot harder on the engine, stresses the conrods, makes more inlet temperature, yada 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 and when the r35 gdr was quite a new beast and the americans were tuning them and tuning them hard in the early days i remember the big uh discussion was how many foot pounds before my rods let go or how much power how many horsepowers imperial units american freedom units as we like to call them how many can you make before I break a Conrod? Well, it's got nothing to do with how much power you make. That's about as stupid as a stage one, two, or three package. Stupid. There's no such thing. It's, it's stuff people make make up to make themselves sound better or, make, or help them sell you junk that you may or may not need. Sorry, that's just me adjusting my sweaty uh, position in the seat. So, it, it, Conrod's, it, it's got nothing to do with really power rating. It's got a lot to do with RPM, and it's got a lot to do with torque loading. So there were some donkeys that would bring all the boost on, you know, on their full bolt-on packages, and these things would spray. These poor VR38s are such a magnificent engine, really, even in standard form. And you've heard me say that before. It's just everything else around them is pretty crap. Um, but, you know, they would spray corn rods out the side at like 600, you know, wheel horsepower on a, on a um, drum-style diner, which is about four hundred wheel horsepower here in Australia or, you know, five hundred. They it, retarded dinos do do read a lot lower generally than than the the hubs the not the hub style, the the drum style inertial dinos that the Americans in love with. Um now it's neither here nor there, it just makes it hard to compare uh numbers with numbers because they don't quite line up. So there was this um pretty clever company. I still got a lot of respect for these guys, um, because they're massive gym heads too and they could probably dip me in ketchup and eat me as soon as look at me but there was a company over there that that I I used to watch closely because they were a little bit after my own heart called Switzer Performance I think they're in Ohio and Tim Switzer I'm friends with him on Facebook he doesn't have much to say to me but he's a big guy and a nice guy and had it right in my opinion from the very beginning these guys used to do like 800 or 700 horsepower packages I think they even did a thousand at one stage And they did it with a stock engine and they could make the stock engine last at seven, eight, you know, 100 wheel horsepower where other donkeys were spraying conrods out the side of them and blowing the things to pieces with a lot less power. So how did they do that? Well, their main reasoning was controlling rod load and controlling the torque of the engine versus RPM. Petrol engines, gasoline engines, do not like having as much boost smashed into them as possible at you know the lowest RPM. They do not like it. That's how you make rod load. It's how you blow things to pieces. So what Switzer would do is they would tune the engines and they would have this real cool looking dyno curve. You know, it was like, it wasn't quite a, a forty-five degree angle, but that's what it was like. They tuned the engine so that it made power at RPM, and made good power step down low still, but it didn't have this stupid hump in the torque curve. And they got the results, and I'm sure there are many others doing this as well, but these were the only the ones that I was aware of. And so the Switzer team, I watched them and they made these things last and they got some really, really good results by using their brains and treating the engine with respect. It's not a competition to see who can spin their wheels the hardest unless it's a burnout competition. No, it's a competition to see who can tune the engine the best and give you the best result. All of which brings me, it's probably a little bit early to get into it now, but, uh, you know, EpiCast is an EpiCast, as they say. And it's a romantic one today for all you lovers out there. Um, I had the dubious honor of tuning a race car for a previous client. And now, when you tune race cars, it's very different to tuning road cars, particularly if you know what application they're being used in. You know, if it's drag racing, you tune the engine to use the tires. Actually, it's very similar to circuit racing. You don't just smash as much power into it as you can anywhere in the rev range, unless you can keep the whole thing hooked up the whole way. But you know the driver, you know the application, You tune accordingly. Now, the guy I was tuning this for, this car, wasn't a very confident or skilled driver in any, you know, form of the word. And probably it would have been better for him if he had taken up crochet or underwater basket weaving or something like that rather than trying driving race cars. So, because, you know, it would end up in the fence from time to time. And, you know, it it was just a little bit embarrassing to be around. So... When I tuned the car, I tuned the car with a power and torque curve to suit his driving level or what I perceived his driving level to be. You know, it was like, how much power is it? Generally, the less skill you've got behind the steering wheel, the more you rabbit on about power and the more you try and make a circuit car into a drag car. That seems to be a rule of thumb that I've come up with over the years. And yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Power, 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 power. So you tune the car on the dyno and you give it, you know, a good, powerful tune. Then you have a look at the event they're taking the car to next. In this case, it was quite a windy uphill, one of those silly Australian hill climbs. And you tailor the torque curve of the engine to the size of the driver's balls. In this case, they were peas and their ability behind the wheel, which was fairly well non-existent. So I knocked, I reckon, about, you know, 100 foot pound, 150 foot pound out the middle of the torque curve in this thing on purpose. And the car drove really nicely. Still had the same top end power. So should the driver want to keep on it and keep his foot in it and actually, you know, grew a set and drove it, the power was there for him to use. But the last thing we wanted... To do was have him stand on the throttle mid corner. You know, there's a lot of these guys who use the throttle as a switch too and not feed it. And, you know, with a decent sized turbo, it doesn't really matter sometimes if you feed it or not. The power will rush at you and it unsettles the car. It'll unsettle the car, unload the chassis, upset the tyre. The driver then effectively shits himself, gets off the throttle, gets back on the throttle, and the whole thing is just a train wreck that will unfold in front of your eyes. That's if you just go in gung-ho. So I tailored the power curve so that when he hit the throttle mid-corner, I was using a factory ECU to do this, so it was no mean feat. When he hit the throttle mid-corner, the torque and the power would be progressive and the car would accelerate away at the limit of the tire and do a really good job of putting it down. And yeah, the guy went quite fast at this event. You know, he was quite impressive. Well, anyway, like it does with most forms of motor racing, nothing lasts forever. Egos are normally running rife, you know, when it comes to like who's who's got the bigger set and who's faster than who, and you know, you guys spend two hundred and fifty thousand batt- dollars battling it out for a five-dollar plastic trophy. Hey, that's the name of the game, and if it lights their fire and keeps them off the streets, great. So anyway, egos get involved or got involved, and I was no longer flavour of the month, and they took it to somewhere else, and. You know, had an aftermarket computer put on it and did it right and got rid of all of that dickheads, you know, crap programming, that dickhead being me, um, out of it and off they went. I mean, good luck to him. It's not my car. I didn't give a toss. You know, I, I, the further you can keep me away from a racetrack these days, the happier and dealing with the fragile darlings and broken hearts involved in it, the happier I am. Quite frankly, it's a pain in the ass to be involved with, particularly if you're a tuner because anything from a flat tyre to a stone chip has got something to do with the tune you put in the car. And there's always a cincher. We'll get on to cincher. Cintcher will be an episode uh, all in its own, but it goes something like this. Cinture touched my car. You know, I can't get this radio station. Dude, we only flashed the ECU. Nick off. So anyway, they took this car somewhere else, and they got it tuned, and good on them. I was happy for that. But then... I saw some shit come up on Facebook. Now, nobody mentioned my name, but they put pictures of the car and tagged the car in there and everybody knew who the previous tuner was. And it's saying, look how shithouse the previous tune was. We made 300 more or 200 more or 10 gillion more newton metres in the mid-range. Now it's done properly. This guy's going to be fast. And I thought... I didn't say anything, not my business, I don't care, but I thought, you inexperienced, full of yourself, dickhead, watch this come and bite you. So, it's been, oh, two or three years now, or maybe two years, since this was done. And the car, at the certain track I, or course, I set it up for, has been slower every time with all this extra talk. They they put more tyre under it. They've, you know, done this, done that. Spent 10 grand on tyres, meaning, you know, run wets in the dry and all sorts of dumb shit like that, trying to harness this thing because they simply didn't have a clue what it was they were doing in the first place and they had more ego than to listen. Like I said, common story, not just reserved for this these guys and that's why I don't get involved. Now, should I be the smart arsey type that I can be from time to time, I'd be saying, I'd be joining that little Facebook post and going, geez, you've done well. Actually, a couple of people did say, oh, why is it slower? And so the customer that just took 20 plus, oh, sorry, the, the workshop or tuner or whatever they are, that just took 20 plus grand off this poor Nimrod and they got to say, oh, um, it's not our tune. It's because he can't drive and that just i just watch this crap unfold and i just piss myself laughing because when you go and you set up a race car if you're the driver not so much the tuner we've just covered off what idiots we are but if you're the driver you've got two ears and one mouth use them accordingly and sparingly listen listen to why your car has been tuned this way Go dry that. And if you don't like it, give proper feedback, not stuttering gibberish. Like, um, it makes uh, a noise, and then it it went pop, and then it went da, 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 and then it went again. Like, what the hell am I going to do with that? And of course, even though you've got data logging, don't bother pressing the start, start and finish log buttons, because that would make... Just life too easy and make too much sense. I mean, sure, with aftermarket ECUs, you don't have to do that. But some of the factory stuff where you're externally logging it, you know, you've got to press start and stop. And if you're not disciplined enough to do that as a driver, you're wasting other people's valuable track time. Anyway, um, thank you. That was a quote from my good mate, Big Sean. He used to tell people that get off the track you're wasting valuable track time and this was on drag strips and that was people that were going slower than like 11-1. <laughs> when you're Sean size you could do that just don't try it when you're my size so you know the answer is balance and keeping a flat torque curve I know there's some smart guys in the background and, you know, it can't be an epicast of range anxiety without me mentioning the T word. People are saying, I've seen the dyno sheets you put up me your Teslas. The torque goes instantly vertical and then straight across like a ruler. How the hell do you drive that? Well, it's different, right? With an electric setup, like a Tesla setup, you can get, you know, you want as much torque as possible the entire time, because there is this perfect calibration between, and it's like a one-dimensional or two, two two-dimensional thing between accelerator or throttle position and engine torque output. Whereas with a gasoline car, there's this four-dimensional setup, I call it, where there's, you know, your gasoline or throttle pedal position Then there's the delay time for the engine to actually start reciprocating faster. This has got to be more fuel and air and sparks and things going into it. Then there's the delay time of the turbocharger. Should it be a man-sized turbo, you know, that takes time to come on and build boost. And then stuff happens. So you can plant your foot mid-corner and not know how much grunt exactly because it all depends on where you are in the rpm range as well you don't know how much grunt essentially you're going to exit the corner with a lot of a lot of drivers of big turbo race cars uh, that are successful when you're going to be a good driver to do this not a nimrod they can left foot brake and hold the engine on boost to some degree so they're managing their outcome of exiting the corner with grip rather than just firing it off into the fence, which does happen a lot with the inexperienced, which is why we make them nice, safe torque curves. You see, the relationship with the EV throttle is such that a minute movement gives instant adjustment of the output and torque. There is no delay, there is no waiting, there is no rubber band effect. That's why the things are so bloody fast on tracks. and will make wonderful hill climb weapons. As more and more people that can drive, not nimrods, actually start using them and using them effectively, they're 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 a very 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 good thing. Which brings me to another um story: a local hill climb that's just opened its regs this week has set out a list of rules. You can run pretty much whatever you want there, as long as it's got some sort of registration plate on it. You know, like. Full tilt race cars on semi-slicks, caged, you know, with like rally, reg on exotic fuels. Pretty much whatever you want. And that's great. You know, people don't want to go to um, a race events and watch slow boxes, right? So this is what you need. And I know some of the guys that win this event every year. And they're hardcore, these cars, Xs and Evos and awesome, awesome bits of gear. But they this year they're allowing BEVs, battery, electric vehicles into the mix, And you should see what they've done with the rules. Uh, You're not allowed to run a roll cage? Well, that's great. Bring your car racing, but don't put a roll cage in it. That could save your life. Huh. Not allowed to run um, road-legal semi-slick race tyres. Must be a manufacturer-delivered tyre or some such dross. Are these guys for real? Grippy tyres make it safer. Roll cages make it safer. Do you get this? Like, it will also make the car faster. And is that what they're worried about? If they're worried about accidents, they're worried about adequate firefighting, which is, you know, something you've got to bear in mind when there are EVs racing around. They do tend to uh, need different amounts of of water to put them out uh, compared uh, compared to a petrol gasoline car. But by trying to make the cars race on road tyres without a roll cage, what were these people thinking? Now, I know the organisers. Well, I wasn't going to race in it anyway, but I had this tirade of uh, of, uh, inbox messages. Martin, take them on. What are they doing? I couldn't give a shit. Stick your hill climb up your backside. I'm not interested. I might go along for a look if I'm bored. And it is located in the best wine district in South Australia, or one of them. So, hey, that makes a bit of sense. You might see me there yet. But, yeah, silly. Someone wants to explain it to me uh, at DTECH, D-T-E-C-H, at senet.com.au if one of the organizers wants to explain it to me and i've made a total ass out of myself by getting it all wrong then i'm happy to retract what i just said here and if you want to get on the show and talk to me about it drop me a line too in fact i know the organizer he has my number there is no excuse not to ring now this week's the week uh julian and nick have both chickened out of going head-to-head, head. you know, one's got a birthday, the other one's got to go yachting, the other one's got to go hang out with his rusty old Porsche, with his rusty old Porsche mates, and get their, talk about what, they, you know, when they work on their cars, how many tetanus shots they needed. Essentially, what they've done is they've managed to avoid going head-to-head, but head. So I reckon they both know they're telling fibs. So I'm going to can those two. Very, very disappointing for me, and very disappointing for you, the listeners. You know, they're both pretty weak and I'm going to do some research and I'm going to come up with their histories and I'm going to smash them on the show. Paul Howson, he will be on this week. He's been, was a little bit busy to do it this weekend. He's always a little bit busy as Big Paul, but he did promise me tomorrow. So I record that for a a midweek epicast. So hold your loved ones tight and thank you for listening to Range Anxiety.